What's up, After Buzzers? We are breaking down the first episode of Trust of FX Trust. We're talking oil, money, sex. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's a great song. I know. It really gets you in the mood. It's like, oh, it I'm so excited. It's such a great movie theme song. I know. Yeah. I mean, we'll break it. We're gonna break it all down. But it's true that the soundtrack to this whole show brought so much. It did. It did. Well, welcome, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Juliet, and I'm here with my lovely co-host. You guys introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Anik Loveless, and I am Mina Wahab. Well, I have to ask you guys. So, what are your first thoughts? You know, this first episode. What are you guys thinking? I was actually really pleasantly surprised just because I watched the recent film, All mm-hmm. the Money in the World, which was also about J. Paul Getty's life and specifically the the whole situation that we're going to watch play out in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never thought it could be done better than that, and it's equally as good. So that's why I was yeah. so surprised that it still is done in a different way with a different actor, different cast, mm-hmm. different setting, but it's still yeah. just as great. Right. What it do you is, think? I thought it was freaking amazing. It's starting out good. It reminds me of the OJ versus um, the people versus OJ, right? Which was amazing. And um, I, I, I love Donald Sutherland. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. So I already, I already knew. He's really. Be. He looks like a Getty as well. I was comparing pictures. Mm-hmm. That was really, yeah, really cool. And, I can see that. Yeah. And to your point, Mina, um, I think FX is doing a really good job. Like in the recent years, they're just producing amazing shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, they did Versace not too long ago. I did the panel for that. So go check that out uh, while you're at it. Also, go on AfterBuzz, like iTunes, like our show. Um, yeah, lots of cool stuff here. But let's get into the episode. Right. Okay. Uh, so first we open up with um, Getty just kind of waking up and seeing his morning r- routine, which I thought was so interesting. I thought it was, it made me think of like, wow, this is, this guy's a king, right? It was mm-hmm. such a ceremony. What do you guys think about the whole opening? Oh my gosh, I thought it was cool. Crazy. No, 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 no. It was, I'm speechless because I literally wrote down, like, this man literally has everyone else doing everything for him. Mm-hmm. Like, putting on his drawers and brushing his teeth. Like, can you really get in the back when you good if you have somebody else brushing <laughs> your teeth? So that was, I mean, that was a little small concern, but... He is catered to at all times, and it's weird. Mm-hmm. To me, it's weird. Why is it weird? I just couldn't see myself having somebody put on my drawers for me <laughs> and my bra and, yeah, like, yeah. you know, clothe me. Like, especially when I'm a capable person of doing that myself. Right. I also feel like it's kind of demeaning to other people mm-hmm. when you're not disabled. Mm-hmm. There's obviously some sort of complex going on there where, you know, he has some sort of huge insecurity where he feels like all the wealth in the world can make up for that. There's obviously like the fact that he has to fill up his life with multiple women and multiple objects mm-hmm. and multiple people catering to him at all times shows that there really is a lack of, you know, love. I right. mean, he seems like a narcissist. So there's like yeah. he does love himself, but he doesn't really love himself. He just wants to be worshipped and catered to and it definitely is some sort of, you know, 
way for him to strive for power at all times. Yeah, it really is. And I think yeah. it, it's an interesting point where it's he has all the money in the world, which is, you know, the title of the, of the movie yeah. we were talking about earlier, yeah. which I'm sure we'll be referencing every once in a while because it's kind of in the, re- in the media, like the recent um, big story out there. And yeah, someone that has all the money in the world and you kind of lose power in a way because you're not taking care of yourself mm-hmm. because you have people catering to him. But so as we see with the storyline, then he wakes up and then he has breakfast and there's lots of people at his breakfast table. What were, what, what were you guys thoughts? We're like, who are all these people? <laughs> when he started addressing them, I automatically knew I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I, are the, I turned to her and I was like, are these his girlfriends? <laughs> like, are they Sister serious? Lives. Yeah. I was like, are they serious right now? Yeah. And I, w- I asked myself in my head, I was like, I know this is inspired by true events, but is this a true event or did they just add this for good good right. times? I mean, I know we're back in the day, what, like 1973? Mm-hmm. But uh, that's a, <laughs> a lot of they, girlfriends. They, they <laughs> must you, it's international. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Women's Month. That's all I can say. <laughs> and I'm with the cause. Right. Re- I was blown yeah, away. Yeah, he referenced, uh, or one of the wives, I think it was Penelope referenced. No, like, Lucinia. Uh, he asked them who loves me the most. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was saying uh, one of, like, the main wife, P- oh, Penelope. Oh, yeah, Penelope. She said later on in the show that, you know, this is some sort of arcane custom inspired by the, the Middle East. And, you know, I'm Arab. And, yeah, I it is, like, the, the rule of thumb is, like, if you can love them and respect them and treat them equally then it's okay. And he's obviously not, he's obviously not doing yeah. that. It's a competition yeah. for who loves me the most. And I, I did automatically think of King Lear before they said that. I was like, oh my God, like we all know like right. what happens with that and how it's, it's just a power, it's an ego stroking competition. It's a way for him to flex his muscles and be like, I have all the money in, in the world. And like, which one of you loves me the most or is the most deserving of my assets? Right. And therefore, yes, he has all the money and he has all the power. Mm-hmm. And it's always business, right? Did you guys notice that? He sat down and he's like, who loves me the most? And he's, mm-hmm. not, he's not trying to get his ego stroked. He's trying to figure out, okay, mm-hmm. who has the information about what's going on in the world, right? In the Times Magazine, the stock has dropped or this and that has happened. So that's... Mm-hmm. Uh, he lives and breathes this, mm-hmm. which, you know, I think we'll, we'll see throughout the season. But I thought that was a really, really neat thing that they introduced. Yeah, I it's, it was interesting. I felt I was uncomfortable with that. And as we get into the episode, it makes me even more uncomfortable with right. the situation. So but. Um, let's get into it. I mean, again, like he we, he lives and breathes this. So I thought it was interesting that right after that, we head into this wake scene, right? And we mm-hmm. soon get the storyline of he is looking for an heir. His heir and the person that he ha- thought he was going to take over, this huge kingdom, has now deceased. Mm-hmm. First of all, what do you guys think about that wake and his speech? Right. Well, we saw him kill himself in the beginning, which I thought was crazy. Right. Which is clearly his son, George. Mm-hmm. And um, what a way to go out. So the wake was very dry. So dry. Thank you I for mean, saying his that. His speech was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Like, 
Okay, we clearly know that he killed himself with a barbecue fork, and mm-hmm. the most you can really be like is, you know, this was an accident. This was not an accident. Right. That was his main concern was, oh, I'm not going to have that to the Getty name. We're not going to have a suicide. Like, everything for him is about status and how other people perceive him, mm-hmm. which is just so telling of, like, he cares more about what the world thinks of him than what his immediate family thinks of him. There's right. no love there. And it was also very me, me, me in the sense where he was like, it's sad because the Getty family is not going to have an heir. And he goes on and on about an heir. And then he finally, the last tidbit he goes, and goes, and then personally, as a father, I'm going to miss our phone calls. And then walks away. And that was the only like nugget we had of that. And so it's, <laughs> it's, it's all business. It mm-hmm. is. It is. And, um, I don't know. It was just so dry. It was mm-hmm. weird. It was. Another weird part. I yeah. mean. <sighs> but then after that, we transition into this, which I really enjoy this scene in the bathroom when they're trying to hide and smoke a cigarette. And you you see some love there. It's the first love I saw with, like, these brothers who are kind of teasing each other, who are there for each other. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about all the brothers and their reaction to, you know, not really fighting for this throne? They're passing it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this was a great moment because we actually got to see some type of feeling, some type right. of emotion. Like, right. they're, even though their father was very, very, um, I would say, mean to them mm-hmm. or dismissing of them as people in general, um, it seemed like they still had love for each other and they accepted each other exactly how they are. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really enjoyed that moment. It, it, it helped you to kind of get into a more, like, place, like, okay, I feel, I do kind of feel bad for this family instead of saying, I don't feel bad for them at all because this man is crazy. Right, he is. I mean, were you shocked by the fact that they were passing it off and they weren't fighting for the title? They all were coming up with excuses saying, we're busy, we're busy. What do you think of that? I think it just shows you how much being a Getty has affected their lives personally. Mm -hmm. And it kind of goes back to what the grandson, John Paul Getty III, said at the very end of the of the show, which we'll get to later, where he's like, I don't want to be a Getty. Right. And it's kind of like all of the Gettys have had a taste of what it's like, you know, right. the pressure, how they're never going to please their father ever. There's just not going to be that at all. It's right. never they're never gonna feel fulfilled through it. Nothing is going to come of it. So they're like, you know what? We don't want to be a Getty. We know how unreasonable our father is and how it's never enough. Nothing is ever enough. Right. I want out. So for me it was I totally, like, understood that. I was like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, money isn't everything. Right, and I thought it was interesting, too, how they they all had their own passions, right? And mm-hmm. I love how they cut that scene where it kind of seemed that as if um, John Paul Getty was in the bathroom listening, but maybe he wasn't. He was within his own thoughts, and right. they were going back and forth, and I thought that was so cool. I mm-hmm. did, too. At first, I thought he was actually in the bathroom listening, but when yeah. they showed him mm-hmm. on the armoire, the chair, right. or the you know sitting seat, I was just like, oh my gosh, he's not. But the you know the thoughts that they're saying exactly. are obviously the thoughts that he's having in his head, like who's going to take over because and he knows yeah he knows and he so then we head into the scene where he's sitting and it looks like he's having some kind of panic attack Mm -hmm. right he's breathing really heavily and he was like oh okay well i have one drunk one guy's working on a symphony like which is funny because a supporting dad would be like that's great you're working for a a symphony and he's having none of it um and then we have one of the girlfriends we which we later find out to be the main, the main piece. <laughs> the queen bee, the I queen call bee. her. Penelope. Yeah, she came in. And what do you guys th- thought about that scene? Oh, no. The first, 
the first girl who came in is Luciana. She's the one who was sitting at the table and was like, you know who loves you the most. She's the one who cried. <laughs> yeah, right. she's the one she's who cried. She's the one who cried like, at the you funeral don't even know, You didn't even know him. Yeah. Right. No, I'm talking in the scene about um, how he's having that anxiety attack and she walks oh, in yeah. and, yeah. She, and she immediately calms him. And mm-hmm. that was the first time I really saw a character that really got him and mm-hmm. was able to get through to him. And he knows that. He knows that he that she is the most loyal, that she's the one who's going to be there, but it's still not enough for him. And in my, my like she seems like the type of person who won't leave him and she just kind of knows, oh, he's he throws tantrums, he does this, he does that. This is just something I'm gonna have to deal with. But with her, I don't feel like she's only with him for money. I think there's like some sort of relationship there that's been developed and they like work to grow something together and she supported him the whole time. And you kind of feel the loyalty there, but you can also feel from her that she's kind of like, she puts up with stuff that she shouldn't have to put up with, mm-hmm. that she doesn't need to put up with just because she's used to him. Right. And for yeah. me, it just was so frustrating. She's the only one who can calm him. She's the only one that can really be there for her, for him emotionally. I think she's the only one he actually respects in, in his definition of respect, like well, definitely we'll get to actually that a little bit later yeah. um, when we find out who the hell is Teresa, <laughs> um, right? But uh, looking into what you're saying, I want to get into the topic of sex, right? Yeah, big topic, big storyline that we see throughout the episode. A lot of sex scenes, mm-hmm. a lot of different relationships, and he calls to different women at different times throughout the episode. What do you guys think of that? Of his whole appetite (laughs) like he just wants variety because he thinks you can just buy whatever you want he thinks i have the money i have the wealth i can choose and select what i want he sees everything as a transaction right there's Uh, not necessarily emotion but there's power and there's some sort of transaction i provide this you provide that and it's very like tit for tat Mm -hmm. and it's it's so robotic in a sense like that's not how the world works I mean, that's how certain aspects of the world work, but I think that's something that we're going to see in later episodes kind of be his demise. Like, not everything is transactional in nature, and he's he doesn't understand that. Right, right. He does not. And one thing I wasn't prepared about was uh, the grandson, his big entrance, right? Mm-hmm. He walks in where at this wake, um, you have his father. So they're all they're all named John Paul Getty. So it's going to be a little hard getting to them. But John Paul II, right, mm-hmm. um, is trying to plead his way to get back into the family mm-hmm. uh, and try to get back into the business. And that immediately is broken by the entrance of this <laughs> hippie looking guy. What were your first, thought, first thoughts on this character? Um... Man, I actually love this. Like, I love how this was directed, how it was kind of played out. Mm -hmm. Um, I love this scene because it actually brought kind of, like, you think about it, the new and the old together to see the huge difference. Right. Of how you can still be smart and, you know, and younger, but there's this this dynamic where there's that middle person, but the dynamic between the young and the old is so much different. Right. So you can, yeah, you can see it. And the, um, like the way that they compared it was so great. So when he walked in and he was just like, Oh, whatever, whatever. Like, I don't care. Yeah. And then you have the old man, you got the, you know, the senior and he's like, I think of what everyone cares for me. I have on my suit and my tie. I don't like jeans. I don't, you know, it's, it was a great juxtaposition. Like, I loved it. So, 
I thought it was great. I thought it was great too. What did you think of um, the re- the girlfriend's reaction to this young uh, Jean Paul Getty walking around? Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was just kind of like it was impeccable timing, first of all, for him to come in like at that one exact moment where he's about to like where his dad is about to like make his mark and do that, and his girlfriend or the dad's girlfriend has been kind of amping him up for this. And then it's just like, oh my god, really? You're gonna come in now? And I loved everything you said about like the juxtaposition between old and new mm-hmm. because it's so true. It is, and it's almost like the grandson has more power in a way because he's so liberated and free, and he doesn't care what people think of him. He's just such a free spirit, and I feel like that's kind of, I mean, that would help. <laughs> that would help. Uh, Getty the most is right. to kind of be more like the grandson, right. yeah. you know, not be so uptight about things, not care how people view him, but you know, yeah, yeah. Well, and then from that, I want to talk a little bit more about how we see throughout the episode their relationship really blossom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was really really cool because as we're talking about, he walks in, you can definitely tell the grandfather's judging him and he's like what in the world is going on and then slowly he starts to gain an interest in him um he, what do you guys think about about that um i thought it was really cool because the dad went off on a tangent saying that he wasn't going to accept him because you know he was in jeans he doesn't like jeans mm-hmm. those and the the ladies were talking about his hippie jeans and right. how you know he came in and he was just he was kind of just all over the place he was a mess Clearly, in this environment, he was technically the mess. Mm-hmm. So what happened was when he started, you know, telling him and being interested in the things that he's interested in, I really appreciated that because, once again, it goes back to the old and the new where you have the like the older version who already kind of dismisses you or counts you out because of the way you look or how you act or what they think, you know, maybe in their minds about you. But it's like, hey, no, look. I'm I, I'm I'm up on these things. I enjoy these things too, but you know. And then you, you, he throws out there like you're a cool dude, and he's like, you know, I I I'm thinking that's a compliment, right? So yeah. it, it's a It's like so great to see just that that um, that huge difference. Right. I feel like the dad was so close though when he when he had that initial conversation. <laughs> he wasn't with uh with Getty. I feel like he was. It was a good start. Like they were talking about the the Peter Paul Rubens painting, and what I liked was that Getty, you know, the grandfather Getty, basically said, you know, this painting is really exquisite. All these people worked on it, and Peter Paul Rubens comes in, adds the finish, finishing touches, and takes the credit. And I was thinking that scene was so symbolic because it kind of is how Getty is himself. Like, all these people do the work. He gets the prestige. He gets the attention. He gets, you know, the fame and the respect. But it's all these other, like, minions he has running around, manipulating. Like, he knows how the whole system works. Even when it comes to collecting artifacts, he just knows which artifacts are going to be of value. He knows how to choose things. Mm -hmm. He never put in the work into creating it. He has all these people there for him telling him what's a value what isn't a value and he just kind of 
has the resources to be like, yeah, I want that. But he has all these people researching these things for him. So right. in a way, like that scene was so memorable for me mm-hmm. because it was like, wow, he basically is Peter Paul Rubens in, is, in a different what, way. What comes with that too is that he carries the name and there's an excruciating, there's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and it all is on his shoulder. So yes, and that's true to every really, kind of brand name, any kind of celebrity out there. It's right. not what they have a team. And so right, right. That it's, it's a give and take. And, you know, yeah. I really felt like, like you said, also in that moment where he was like, well, who doesn't know that? He's like, my whole staff. So we also got to see a side, maybe, we, now it puts hope in you. Everything needs to put hope in you when you watch a show, and that's what makes this show so great. Because then it puts hope back into you liking the grandfather. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, maybe... Maybe this just might be the turnaround he needs. Yeah. Because he's not trusting anybody. He feels like no one in the house understands the things that he likes, what he likes to do, why he works so much. Um and it just I don't know, it was it was really good to see that kind of start blossoming and flourishing because we get to see a different side of the granddad too right right well talking about flourishing and blossoming i think you have a little tidbit for our viewers right, i do so if you want to have fun and learn grow in all areas of your life for those who do have we have a podcast for you Ooh. Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz tv founder and drops every friday on itunes Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity influencer interviews along with secrets, tips on how to be better in all aspects of life, from health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and even more. Let our Maria be the big sister you've you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Yes, you heard it right, for free. Be sure to rate and comment, and when you do, let Maria know it was us that sent you there. Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition. Make sure you check it out. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for that. And yes. I have to, I agree. Great podcast. You have to have to watch it. Right. So we talked a little bit about obviously this blossoming relationship between the grandfather and the son. I really want to talk about the two major things that brought them together. Number one being art. Number two being oil. Mm-hmm. Oil is something that's going to come back a lot throughout this season. Mm-hmm. It's at the core of Getty, and art is also, as we know, at the core of Getty as well. Mm-hmm. So um, what were your thoughts on how he they first bonded over art? Were you surprised that young Getty had an, such an eye for art? I was I was surprised myself about really? that. Really? No, because he likes to travel. He wants to go to Morocco. He does Rome. The, I feel like a real free-spirited person, because I love it. Like the, A real free-spirited person loves art. And if you love any type of art, most of the time you love any type of art. Mm-hmm. So you take a pre- appreciation in art altogether. Um, so I I was not surprised at all. I'm glad that he showed him that side. I mean, right. the place that he came from was clearly not right, but the interest there was really cool. Mm-hmm. I was surprised just because he's he's so young at the time. So he, yeah, that he developed an eye for it. He The real... Um, John Paul Getty lived uh, in Rome for a long time. So you're surrounded by art when you live there. But yet, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a young kid and you're going out as he was going out, maybe you don't show appreciation for it because you just yeah. want to go have fun. I feel like you, yeah, especially when you're that young, you kind of like look around and you look at the paintings, but he knew the history of everything. Right. He kind of knew like the intellectual part of the history when it came to like artifacts, paintings, uh, that type of thing versus just appreciating the art itself. Right. And I, I'm... 
I was I wasn't surprised because when I started learning about like we I went on a tour with Anna you know for Anna Leibovitz's whole situation, so I knew her breakdown before I even entered out of high school. So I wasn't surprised at all. I think it's just something that if you take interest in completely and knowing that's his background, most of the time you start taking interest in in your inheritance or your background or whatever little pieces that you do know about yourself. Right. So I wasn't surprised at all. Yeah, I know. Um, I I thought that was just so cool. And like what we're saying, you could see a light in his eye and he was just, again, like really into the whole intellectual aspect. Mm -hmm. And then therefore that's what... um, what grabs uh, his attention and then right. we slowly start getting into the business of what oil is mm-hmm. that whole breakdown, and, that whole breakdown. Just, and even how it's just it, like it's not just used for like gasoline for your car it's used for everything right like everything. how you're saying like all the different uses of it and like thinking on a bigger scale you kind of like see how <laughs> getty's mind works and how it, it just doesn't stop at one thing there's like a whole system in place for everything he does and he's just right so, i want to get to that later yeah. about the whole trust uh but yes the fact that he they hop on a helicopter and they're visiting uh all the oil and he's really showing the rigs, the rigs mm-hmm. and h- how this whole business goes together mm-hmm. and um i thought that was just really neat because as you're saying okay mm-hmm. what's made out of uh oil out here like even on this table as we're watching <laughs> people at home like take a look i'd even i even realized that right. you know yeah. i knew it without really thinking about it so right. he does have so much power where he controls everything yeah yeah i thought that was so cool he has a little piece in everything he really does mm-hmm. he he owns it and that's really his his whole mo um and then something as you were discussing me now i want to talk about is how the whole like ecosystem works mm-hmm. this man did not want to pay taxes and if you see yeah. the movie all the money in the world they really describe that as well at the end they're saying he everything goes in the trust. So he right. starts with the trust, invests in the oil, then it just hits this whole circle, then the hotels, and then back into the trust. Mm-hmm. He is so gritty that he doesn't want to pay 70% out of, of taxes. Yeah. And that's also what allows him, the real um, John Paul Getty, to be so rich, right? Because he mm-hmm. never has to pay these taxes. Were you guys aware of that whole thing? Or did that seem surprise you in any way? It did for me. Because, um, well, I mean, as far as we know i mean no no rich person really pays taxes yeah <laughs> i really I, be I honest kind of thinking about that and uh, you know not to get in politics but Donald. it's not it's it's not a surprise right yeah. like i mean it's not a surprise yeah so um i wasn't surprised at all that's nothing new mm-hmm. i mean but i did like how he did the breakdown that right. was really cool so i like that part but Okay, I mean, it's not anything. I, the part was, that was surprising was that he understood the ecosystem so well. Mm-hmm. I feel like with other people who have a lot of money and influence in the world, they don't necessarily know the mechanics of how it works. They pass it on to someone else Very true. who understands everything. I know, like, I mean... Donald Trump to a certain extent is a very smart person, but he has people who do things for him and he knows, okay... I'm like once he said in the news like I'm smart not to pay taxes in this instance because I was able to write this off. Right, but I think you made a great point in the sense where it's like when people are have are very affluent and they they pass it off and as we've Mm -hmm. seen people are brushing his teeth right so you don't expect this man to be so in control. He knows knows exactly what's going on. But most people and I've worked with a few like one of my bosses was a millionaire. 
they are, they sign every check. Like mm-hmm. if you asked over, she signs every check. Most people who are in that that they do deal with it. They pass their finances off to accounting because it's a lot. But I guarantee you, Donald Trump signs every check. Mm-hmm. So they understand to be that affluent and to have that much money. Most of the time, they do have their hands somewhere in it. The people who go bankrupt, I mm-hmm. mean, even though Donald Trump has filed bankruptcy multiple times, but that could also be to get out of certain situations, not to have to pay for them. But right. most people who are affluent and have riches like that, oh, yeah, they they, they know how to um, monitor their money right? Right, right, without right. actually having to do it. Okay. But, well, I really want to get into the main question I had in the beginning of the show and then finally, at the beginning of the episode – um, who is Teresa, right? Who right. is Teresa? They made a big deal. They made a big deal of it to Teresa. Right. Uh, at the breakfast, they bring her up, and it's this new person that's coming. He throws her a party, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was really cool because we kind of get to see the inner workings of how that whole society works and with the party and the, the kitchen and everybody's working. Um, what were your thoughts on that whole storyline? <laughs> I was uh, first of all, Bullimore, and we haven't mentioned Bullimore, but Bullimore is is his butler, which he's amazing. Right. Um, so loyal, yes, so loyal. so loyal, just a really loyal person. But um, he had mentioned that she, he was like, "Oh, African," and I automatically was like, "Huh?" And I think everybody else was too. And I think we all thought it was the actual person. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, we so we see this little lion, not li- little, huge lion. Mm-hmm. All the girlfriends run and are scared, except for one. Were you surprised by that, that she was just stole, <laughs> stood her ground? I love how she's just like, you're such a bastard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, she know, like, this is just how he is. It's like flexing his muscles, his power, his dominance. Right. Like, who needs a lion to be flown in? Come on. Right. A, a ti- I think it was a tiger, wasn't it? And throws a party for his tiger. Like it was that a tiger? W- yeah, it was a tiger. It was a tiger, yeah. A lion has a mane. Exactly, yeah. yeah it was a but tiger. But he threw, he threw the tiger party, which I thought was, was really crazy. Yeah, and the female, tiger didn't even get invited to the party. He wasn't even in the party. Like, yeah, it was um, weird. That was weird. I, I, It's one of those, I feel like, rich things where you just have a reason to bring all these other people from different countries to right. meet and do right. stuff like that. But. but the second motive of the party was to kind of make this announcement that he is seeing a lot of potential on his grandson mm-hmm. and that there's this new era coming mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was really cool because we also see um, Paul II trying to get into bad, good means he thinks it's his end his girlfriend's pushing him and no we make this big announcement um, what were your guys' thoughts on that like just that this whole toast and he announces to the world did you think he would keep it close to himself for a bit no okay no definitely not? not because i feel like he's just the type of person to be like this is what's happening and announce it and kind of it's like a way to throw it into his son's face right he just yeah. he acts kind of impulsively i mean I he does that way. he does think things out to a certain extent but he's also going to do whatever he wants at whatever time and if he wants to change his mind he'll do it without really feeling like humiliated for doing so like he'll change his mind like if he it no longer whim. suits him yeah yeah like, i felt like he did it out uh to hit his son yeah out of spite like yeah. he hit his son in the gut with that right so. very true and then with that we see the father uh react to that right he gets very upset and he against his girlfriend's um judgment who's saying not to you know sabotage him he does everything he can to sabotage 
um, with this magazine that we referred to before, right? Mm-hmm. The Playman mm-hmm. magazine. Playman. Playman. Uh, <laughs> and he goes up to Getty and shows him the magazine. So my question to you guys was, did you think he... Did you think that the connection between being in that magazine and being taking lying about the fact that he's doing drugs and living this clean lifestyle, mm-hmm. did you think that he, that correlation was going to be made right away, or you were like, oh, I didn't even make that connection? Well, in, yeah, in I thought what? so. Be, well, I yeah, like in terms of what do you mean? Like, My question is like when I just saw this as like, oh wow, okay. I thought, considering Getty and how much sex he's been having, he seemed kind of free in that mindset. Mm-hmm. So I was a little shocked because I was like, "Oh, he might, he might not think too much of it. Maybe he does know this magazine." Mm-hmm. I thought, what I was shocked that it kind of really threw him off. It's he, not the women that that's throwing him off. Like he's fine with that. He's right. ad- he's admitted, yeah, this is a vice that all Getty men seem to have. It's the drugs that kind of act as like this. PTSD catalyst for him to be like, no, like I'm not going to relive like this traumatic experience of having another one of my my heirs or progeny go down this road. I'm not dealing with this anymore. Which is totally understandable, but I was just more like, oh, I just saw this as a fun magazine. Now I get I I get the whole thing that he. Only by seeing these pictures, right? He's thinking, oh wow, no, he's lying. He's doing drugs. He's taking these naked pictures. Uh, mm. So do you have to be on drugs to take naked pictures? That's, what That's I was my thinking. question. I was thinking, no. I was thinking he's <laughs> yeah. not on drugs just because he's doing a photo shoot. It's a photo shoot. I didn't even think like when I, I was like, how is he so quick to jump the gun and not automatically assume this just because they're in the pictures? It's not like he actually did the drugs. But right. well, with that, um, I know we have to wrap soon. So just finishing out the episode, they um, he, he he hands the magazine and then that's it. Then we have the butler that walks to. Um, John Paul Getty III and hands him a ticket. And tells him to get out of there. Hold on. This was a pivotal moment. It really, really was. It was a really pivotal moment because he literally gave him a hug and told him to get away. Right. Like, don't stay. Do whatever it can. Do whatever you can to not be connected to this. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's so loyal to him. So right. I want to see if that is going to unfold. Mm-hmm. If we're going to see Bullimore more of... I keep, I keep thinking you're saying Voldemort. <laughs> no, Voldemort. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I keep were you, you know, were you shocked by that hug too? Because we've seen him so, we've seen him. He's very cold and reserved. Very cold, but very nice as well, but very mm-hmm. cold and reserved. And even in that whole institution, uh, people are shocked that the grandson is saying thank you, mm-hmm. right? So a hug would seem so out of character. Right. Yet it was such a sweet scene. I think it just definitely showed the empathy and kind of like pity he had for him Mm -hmm. kind of like oh poor thing you know get away from this like just even though he is loyal to you know the main getty he also knows like what type of destruction that could cause to a young boy and and the pressure and just telling him yeah exactly he just he just just get it he just got it and um so from that then on the flip side, we see the grandfather having more sex. He just got a shot, and mm-hmm. he's just going at it. And then we flash back, flash two, a week later in Italy, and it kind of sets up the whole storyline that we're going to see throughout the season. I'm thinking, right? Actually, I know for a fact we are with this whole infamous kidnapping. So, with that being said, let's head into some quick predictions, and then we'll wrap. So. Your After Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> What are you guys thinking for the, the episodes to come? So this is episode one. We have nine more for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that uh, the creators of the show actually have three seasons planned out. Nothing signed. Nothing's promised. Uh, but there's lots of storylines, at least. What are you guys' thoughts? 
Uh, I kind of love that they established the relationship between the son and Getty here, mm-hmm. like for the uh, for the first episode. Because in the movie, we don't it's such, it's shorter, so we don't get to really see as much of that. Um, so I think the next episode here is going to kind of be how the grandfather is going to react when he learns of his grandson's kidnapping. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like this whole ordeal. And I think it's going to focus more on what his sister wives say right. about the subject matter. Right. And we're going to obviously see Hillary Swank as the mom. Right. Uh, I'm really, really excited for that, by the way. I feel like I haven't seen Hillary Swank since Million Dollar Baby right. in terms of, like, shining. That's so. a great point. Uh, it's true that in the movie, at least, we don't really see, apart from his mother uh, and then Getty, we don't see people in Getty's circle reacting. Whereas in mm-hmm. this show, they're really showing all the people who are in his world who live with him. So I'd be excited to see how they're going to react. So great point. Right. Quick prediction. I I don't know. I'm just. I mean, can we have predictions? Because we kind of know how the story goes. But <laughs> more um, so, I'm a prediction looking, of like how you think FX is going to take yeah, the story. Yeah, I I am really waiting for. I'm really excited about next episode to kind of see his reaction and how he came to the formation in his mind not to pay. Okay. So I want to see how that kind of plays out. Right. right. Like well, yeah. In, yeah. In the movie, we almost see that he's kind of like this cold, heartless person. But if you think of it from a game theory perspective, mm-hmm. it's stupid for him to even offer to pay anything because at that, in that way, he's going to make himself vulnerable. Oh, of course. To everyone I mean, we'll, else. We'll, we'll so, like, hear so much more negotiate. about that later. Um, that yeah, it's just so much to talk about and we'll, we'll yeah. definitely that storyline will keep on growing. Uh, with that being said, please tell people where they can find you guys. If they want to follow up, you know. Uh, hi, I'm Mina, and you can follow me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. And I'm Monique Loveless, and you can follow me on all social media platforms at Miss MS Mo Loveless. And I'm Juliet. You can find me on Instagram at Bonjour Juliet. Make sure to leave us a comment, like, subscribe to AfterBuzz. Uh, next episode, we're going to be talking a lot more news, a lot more facts versus fiction, a lot of uh, yeah, cool details within the Getty family, and more in this FX show. So thanks for sticking around, and we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. 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 From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 